2: We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough... in the air everywhere the fifth hour with ben Maller and danny g radio no days off and we thank you for being part of us i know the holiday spirit is in the air everywhere and making us a part of the holidays danny we're we're audio friends right isn't that we're audio friends i think that's how that works
4: yeah, yeah that's right you are the jewish santa so you've got all bases covered.
3: Yeah, I got street cred. Come on, Pimpin. get your tims on. I gotta, I gotta cross over in some more like different, different sex. I don't know what else I can do for the holidays. Is there, is there something else I can? I, I maybe Hanukkah Harry. That's the the Jewish Santa. Hanukkah Harry could do that. Um, I don't know much about Kwanzaa. Is there anything in Kwanzaa that I need to know about or any other uh, holidays this time, time of the year? I don't know. Um, we'll have
4: our research department work on that.
3: Yes, we, we will effort that. But this is the mailbag, Danny. I'm so excited. We got football all day. We had football yesterday. Don't forget Benny versus the Penny if you missed it. Just fast forward through those Saturday games and get to the games that are being played here on Sunday. If you're listening to us early in the morning, yeah. if not, you know, you know, go pound sand. What do you want from me?
4: And in real time, guess where I'm at right
3: now? Uh you are in uh let me uh, let me guess. Are you, are you at Bally's? Are you no uh, no, you're not you're at the Bellagio? Are you at the Bellagio? Uh, no? Bellagio, ding, ding, ding. Oh, look at that. The Bellagio. Yeah, because Ben Sunday night can't
4: find a better rate. Of course, after they ding you with tax and all those stupid uh
3: resort fees, yes. Yeah,
4: those yeah. dumb yeah. resort fees, it adds up, but the base rate of the room was so low that it was still worth it to do the booking.
3: What if you said, Hey, I, I will not use the Wi Fi. I will not use the pool because you can't use the pool this time of the year. Anyway, they close the pool. So what's the, what's the point?
4: That's a good point. And you're right. And thank God we don't have a car to park. Cause then, what is that? That's another 50 bucks. They ding you on.
3: Uh, it's it's ridiculous. And I you, you got to get their their gambling club. And they used to give the parking. Well, it always was free. And then they changed. You had to have a credit card. You got free parking. But then you
4: had a rewards card and all that dumb shit. But, yeah, hopefully the Raiders are making Raider Nation smile right now. Jackpot, baby. Sunday, that's where I'll be.
3: Yeah, that's a long – well, it's not a long trip, but, but you're traveling. You want you don't want to go there and watch the Patriots win this game by three touchdowns, God forbid. All right, let's get to the mailbag. These are actual messages sent by actual listeners, Danny. The way this works, every Tuesday I post on the show Facebook page, which is Ben Maller Show, a link. You can post your comment on that link, or you can send it in private. You can send it anytime. You can send it right now if you want. I don't care. We won't use it till next week's show. real Fifth Hour at gmail.com. All letters, no numbers, spell out the word fifth, real fifth hour at gmail.com and put your name in there and where you're listening to us from. And we may use your question in a future edition of the mailbag. Oh, my God, that is so exciting, Dan. Isn't that exciting? We'll we'll remember you and we'll say your name. What a great mitzvah that is. What an amazing thing that is. Uh, Absolutely. We'll remember it for the rest of the year. Yeah, exactly. All right, what do we got here? Let's see. Uh, You've got mail. Yes, we'll start out with Terry in England, jolly old England. He says, can you give some insight into how FSR comes up with ratings, Ben? I get podcast downloads, IP addresses, and uh, the full uh, minutiae statistics or minute stats or whatever he says, but uh, how do they know how many listen live? Do they count social media interactions, like tweets, like retweets, et cetera? They must have a way of judging value. That's from uh, Terry in England. Uh, Yeah, so there is no specific way to know how many people are listening. All of this is a guesstimation based on a survey, a sampling, without getting too specific, Danny, because I don't think we're allowed to, but there's a sampling of the population and it is it is pretty much based on that, yep. the sampling of population. And, you know, even during the day, it's no different. But the, for our, our purposes on the overnight show, uh, we actually have more people listening the last hour of the show than earlier in the show because uh, fortunately we're on in the 5 a.m. hour on the East Coast and with traffic being absolute manure, just about every major metropolis in the United States – People are getting up earlier and earlier, so traffic starts earlier and earlier, and so we actually have people who are stuck in their cars trying to beat the traffic in mild traffic. That listen in Boston, in Philadelphia, in DC, and Atlanta, and Miami, and those big East Coast, the I ninety five cities, Danny. We call them the I ninety five corridor up and down the East Coast. So uh, we have more people that listen in the last hour, but there's no specific way we have guesstimations on how many people are listening and they, they fluctuate. That's one of the reasons that the game's changed a lot for guys like me because of the pod podcast downloads and they have an exact number of people that download the podcast and how many people are listening on the live stream. And mm-hmm. we know Danny that live stream, iHeart media, this major global conglomerate of media, box sports radio has consistently been a top five stream out of Thousands and thousands of available audio streams. Fox Sports Radio is always in the top five. There are tons of people listening to us online at any given moment.
4: Yeah. Before I was going to say, can we forward this question to the sales department? <laughs> yeah. You well, did a pretty good job explaining. And I was going to mention that of how we are always in the top five. That is pretty awesome. And that's just, of a, a course, because of you and your listening habits. So we thank you for that.
3: Yeah, the the loyalty. It's like people that like Starbucks only will drink Starbucks. And hopefully yeah. hopefully people that, that like this this content will only drink our content, right? No,
4: you're right. I, I went to Coffee Bean last week because it was right where I was running my errands, took a drink and I spit it out. <laughs>
3: I was like, yeah, where's
4: the Starbucks at?
3: That's funny. All right, next up on the mail bag. These are actual letters by actual people. We got mail. I just played that one. I'll play it again. Uh, Pierre from the Procrastinators Checklist Line at the Ball says, Ben, last week, the great Danny G Radio, and you spoke of the downside of getting older and how minor aches and pains seem to linger. Pierre's message continues. I had a friend once tell me that he thought he would die sneezing someday (laughs) because of the violent nature of the sneezes as he aged. So get to the point, please. What is the craziest or most embarrassing way to check out? And he says, example, slipping on some almond butter, at work and hitting your head on the console and the last thought in your head being that gosh darn numb nuts and his effing almond butter. I'll see what he did there. He took a shot at, at Goldilocks is what he did there. I, I see what you yeah. did here. Very funny. I mean, there's a lot of embarrassing ways to die. I mean, it's it's just so depressing. I feel so bad for people when they get old enough where just getting out of the fucking bathtub can be your demise. You break your hip, and that leads you down the the hill into the you know the 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 devil's uh, playground. It's so disgusting to me that you, you get to a point where you can't even get out of a goddamn bathtub. Um, but as far as like what what I mean, I don't know. Does anything come to mind here, Danny? Where you're like, oh, no.
4: No, yeah, actually, I, I was thinking of a famous rapper. His name was Prodigy, and he was of the group Mob Deep, East Coast Rap Group. And he had some other health issues going on that he was dealing with, but that's not what killed him, because I think he was battling sickle cell. That's not what killed him, though, Ben. He choked on a hard-boiled egg. Oh, yeah. That's got to be the shittiest way to die. Oh, yeah, that's- and to this day. I look at hard-boiled eggs and I do that devil cross with my fingers. Like <laughs> bastards who killed a famous rapper.
3: Yeah, I I would say for me now that I'm thinking about it. The the people that have died they win the Darwin Award where they like they're at the Grand Canyon they want to take a selfie so they climb up to the edge of the Grand Canyon they stand up and then they blast off because they fall into the Grand Canyon. Ooh. You know, like there's there's people. Every once in a while it will be so, you know, so-and-so died trying to get the perfect photo for the, for Instagram or the video for TikTok, and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, I mean, come on. But there you go. All right, uh, thank you for that, Pierre. Next up on the Mailbag, let's uh, see. I got mail. Yay! I got mail. Yay! Cliff in Nashville, right, since says, Ben, Ben and Danny G, since Baker Mayfield, uh, Ben is your quarterback for the rest of the season. Are you concerned with his headbutting of teammates with helmets while he's not wearing one? Hmm. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. The the Rams are done, they're cooked. It doesn't that it doesn't matter. The the thing that I'm excited about, I'm not a Baker Mayfield fan, but this is a great test for Sean McVay to see if he really is the quarterback whisperer, if he can squeeze out good play out of Baker Mayfield who's turned into a hurly-burly big dummy at the quarterback position, if this guy McVay can find the magic bubbles and get Baker Mayfield going, that 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 excites me. But watching the Rams play, they're a bad team. They've earned every one of their losses. There, there's no bad beats there. They've been bad all the way through the season. So.
4: Ben, good for Baker Mayfield, but how many fucking times was Max Crosby held In that game,
3: including on the winning touchdown throw, well, like a club
4: around his throat, it looked
3: like he was being choked out. Well, listen, it's a physical game. You can't call holding on every play, and maybe, (laughs) maybe the Raiders should have been holding more. Maybe they weren't calling holding. I agree.
4: I agree, but I think they would get called for that, unfortunately.
3: Mad enough to eat nails over there, Danny G. All these days later, you're still upset about an uh, officiate. I'm only
4: upset about the non-holding calls that were obvious on Max Crosby.
3: I do feel bad for my friends. I got a lot of friends like you, Danny, who are Raider fans. You guys were so ready to do a victory walk, like a pimp walk after the Are Raider
4: you kidding? Walk. No, I wasn't, Ben. When they were up by 13 points, I saw what was coming from a mile away, there was no way I had victory in mind, even.
3: Nah, but you know, being a Ram fan, if, if the Raiders had won that game, my phone would have – I would have gotten messages.
4: Hey, uh, yeah, how's it going? How about that From the numbskulls, not the real fans.
3: All right. Uh, what is next here? Let's see. Uh, eenie, meeny, miney. Okay, Mo and Ben and Danny G. This is the lovely Angelina writes in. Since it's been a while since writing, Angelina sent me a, a cookie recipe a while back. She says, uh, first need to send congrats. She gives us congratulations, Danny. Uh, me on the contract I agreed to at the end of last year. Danny G on the new time slot. Producing and uh, the marriage. And uh, I guess I'll throw in for Angelina, if you listen to Saturday's podcast, Danny G has a, um, um, uh, let's see, uh, what's the phrase here? You've got a A
4: problem uh, child ready to tear up a kindergarten classroom in a few years.
3: The next generation of Raider fans right there. The next broadcast, the next podcaster uh, warming up right now, uh, growing as we speak. Uh, so congratulations from Angelina. She says she still loves all the podcasts. She listens to the terrestrial radio show and she does like the pop culture segment, the new pop culture segment. Pop goes the culture, big fan there. And she has informed me, Danny. She says she is making plans to be at the Minnesota Maller meet and greet when it is officially locked in. She says she lives just across the border. She's in Wisconsin but not too far away. And uh, she said she was too far away to get to Appleton. I, I remember that when my I had a meet and greet with my 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 Green Bay contingent of the Mallor militia. so let's she, go. We'll be there Now Angelina, we don't have a firm date yet, but I'm looking at my calendar likely sometime in April or May. Likely sometime in April or May. I went last week on my great sojourn to Wisconsin, Illinois, North Carolina, Virginia. We did that in, I think it was late April, early May. So probably around that time. And I would love to meet you, Angelina. And I cannot wait. I'm so excited to get to Minnesota, Dan. This thing's going to be Dude, off the hook, man.
4: Off. Ben, the hook. There are super fans there. So I feel like there'll be lots of alcohol, drugs, orgies. <laughs> well, My nice. mistress is a Leo and, <laughs> and there's no possibility of her accidentally getting pregnant. So we're going to party
3: <laughs> party, hardy. You got to party, hardy. That's what you got to do there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, yeah. So the minister you got the Minnesota nice thing, you got juicy Lucy's you've got if I, if I time it right, I'll be going there when it starts to thaw out a little bit in Minnesota, although it could still snow in April. So anyway, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I cannot wait. We've had so many great fans of the show that have been very loyal and supported us, who listen to us on KFAN. And I, I'm really fired up to to meet uh, you and everyone else. So it's it's going to be a lot of fun.
5: kane velasquez salacious super bowl level scandals join me on the dark side of sports by listening to playing dirty sports scandals on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
3: all right next up on uh, the mailbag uh, we've got uh, dear big ben and danny g i think i have a new nickname for you the rabbi of sports radio that's <laughs> neil from the real miami he says first I support your stance on frugility. Frugil- uh, is that the word? Frugal- frugality. Frugality. Frugality? Yeah, frugality. Frugality. If I could talk, that would help. Bad job by me, Neil. Uh, he- he's talking about hotel rooms. I live in luxury here in Miami, but I hate to spend on fancy hotels where I am just sleeping in it. I mean, the whole point is location. So here is another perspective. Secondly, I am wondering what is the most extreme or silly activity you do to save money. The highway laundry cart story was a good one, but is there something else you are hiding from us? <laughs> uh, he says, well, you know, my, my wife would be a better person to answer this. Cause there's a lot of odd, quirky things that I do that I don't even realize I'm doing that, yeah, the, the famous ones before COVID I would eat lunch by going to two different Costco's and eating samples. I, my wife would drop me off and she would stay in the car and I'd go to the first Costco. I'd eat as many samples until they started getting onto me and telling me I got to kind of get out of here. They gave me the evil eye. So then we'd go to a different Costco and and then I would do the whole process. Over. Hey Neil, get back to me after you have some bed
4: bug bites from your motel stays, I'm telling you, Ben. Hotels are not something to pinch pennies on.
3: I I disagree. I I'm with Neil. Neil's with me on this. If you're not, you're not going to stay. Just it's not an all inclusive resort, is what I'm trying to point out. Like you're you're in Vegas, right, Danny? You're at the Bellagio, and the Bellagio is a fine hotel. I walked through the Bellagio many times. But you can get a you can get the many of the amenities of the Bellagio by staying at the Motel Six or the Easy Eight Hotel and just walking okay. to the Bellagio and walking around and gambling and, and you can get murdered up. at the Motel Six. No, no, you, man, stop. Can, you can get yeah. murdered anywhere. It's like, oh, come on, please, how dare you? All right. Uh, thirdly, Neil says a note to Lee Klein. How about that? Who clowns the Maller militia? You were the pioneer. Neil says, in diversity and inclusion of radio with such a wide-ranging audience from the homeless to the elite rocket scientist. And he says, lastly, uh, are you still doing Cameo? Yes. Yes, Neil, I am still doing Cameo. In fact, I just got a Cameo the other day. I got to get on that because I have not done that bad job by me. I've had some other assignments I cannot talk about that have kept me busy, but...
4: That's like 5000 extra Christmas dollars in your pocket.
3: Um, after they take the cut, cameo gets and Apple gets, yeah, it's about a dollar. It's about a dollar. But they they get all the money. I get I get none of it. Um but but thank you, Neil. And uh you that is true. We have homeless dudes and we've I've had email from from legitimate really smart professors and scientists and scholars. It blows me away. Fascinates me that uh, we have the, the same exact show that, uh, from all worlds, uh, all different spectrums, they they seem to like the show. Kevin in Kansas writes in, as we continue chopping down the mailbag, the mail tree, and Kevin says, Dear Ben and Danny G, he says, Ben, the other night, the gremlins struck your show. That is true. Uh, how you and the crew worked through the issue was not only amazing, but entertaining. Well, thank you. My question for both of you is, how do you make such a technical snafu seem like no big deal when you're on the live air with the millions of people listening? It was amazing, Uh, Kevin. Kevin points out. So, yeah, Danny, I forget what night it was, but I was in hour two. I was doing doing this heartfelt monologue, my, my eulogy to Mike Leach. I heard about this. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really laying it on. You know, I usually do negative radio. I'm trying to, I really yeah. loved Mike Leach. I was a huge fan of his and yeah, it was really sappy, but no, I mean, I'm a fan and guy that I was around a little bit when he was coaching at Washington state pac 12 events, pac 10 events back then.
4: Oh, I love Mike Leach. We had him on outkick all the time. And Clay would always say, would you mind staying for another segment? And of course he said, yeah. Cause he'd love to talk.
3: Oh yeah. He, he left an impression on me. And so, I was doing this big tribute, and then right around the end of it, I was I was putting the bow on it, dotting the eye, like I was in the Ohio State band, and I heard this noise, and it sounded really bad. You know, it sounded bad, but I kept going. I actually finished the monologue because usually what happens is sometimes in my head I think something went sideways and it didn't, so I just kind of keep going. And then I finished the monologue. I, I did the commercial reads I had to do. <laughs> I'm doing the commercial read for for tire rack.com and for the credit card and all that, Discover. And then I look over at my equipment. All these red lights are flashing. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> then my phone starts blowing up. You know, it's, it's Roberto. It's Coop. They're calling me. Hey, you're down. Your line's down. You know, and I'm like, oh, man.
4: How many minutes were you talking to yourself?
3: um and then it was the end of it so it was maybe like five minutes but i did a commercial to myself i read the copy to myself i i did two commercials i did a tease for myself um, nobody else heard it no, maybe bella my dog bella heard it but that was that was about it but, but to, i mean to answer your question kevin it's
4: hopefully bella has a ratings diary
3: i know i know right drop that in bella help me out You since you you're you're dropped shit and piss all over the house you you can help me out but to answer your question kevin here's my philosophy this is my philosophy on broadcasting i over prepare i do everything in my power to get ready to do a good show a professional show and as as put all of my effort into every single show. I, I don't want to be let go. I will be, I've said this many times. I will be let go at some point. The company will get rid of me, but they will not get rid of me because of my performance. They'll get rid of me. Cause either I make too much money or I'm too old or whatever, but it's not because the show's bad. So that's always before been my, you house accidentally house. say jabu on the air. Oh my God. Jeez. <laughs> I didn't even know what that word was. Danny. I had to look that up. I didn't, I had never heard that word before. And, uh, oh, my God, when I looked it up, geez. Anyway. We, man, we used to say that word on the radio
4: when I was a kid. Because really? there was a rap song with that word in the title.
3: I I don't. Maybe I heard it. I don't remember ever hearing that word. I mean, I've heard words that sound like that, but never that. But but anyway, Kevin, I so I, here's my, again, my philosophy. I over-prepare. I'm always ready. So if things happen that are out of my control, I don't really worry about it. Like, I'm ready to go. That's that's not my snafu. What happened? I mean, it's not that you know. I'm obviously responsible for what happens on the show, but that's a technical glitch. That's an I, I put that in the act of God category, Danny. That's what I put it in.
4: Well, God act. has struck you down several times, then.
3: <laughs> act of Wi-Fi. All right. Next up on the mailbag, uh, we've got Noah from Austin. He says, "What's cooking, my guys?" Question to both Danny G and you Big Ben, what activities usually take place on your off days? I want to know and he also would like to alert everyone in the Malo to know. Noah from Austin is signing up. He will he'll be one of our paid callers in 2023. He says he'll be calling the show once we get past New Year's. So we will have a new caller. Noah from Austin. Well, Noah, if you become a regular, we're going to have to give you a nickname. Yeah. Pushing the boundaries. So what do we do on our off days? We do stuff that we should be doing during the week, but we focus on our jobs, Danny. I do a lot of shopping, cooking, uh, that kind of stuff. Take it easy. Things that need to be done around the house that I don't do during the week. So that's that's a lot of it.
4: I say I'm going to do that stuff on Sunday, which is my only day off. In reality, I watch football and take a nap, and I don't get anything done. But but then again, we have to watch football for what we do for a living. So it is productive. It's a
3: double-edged sword. Uh, we have the ultimate excuse. So many guys wish they could have when they talk to their wives. Ah, oh, yeah, sorry, I got to watch the game. <laughs> my yeah. my, my wife's figures. well, you can just watch it on your phone. We can go do something. Watch it on your phone. Yeah, it's not the same. No, it's not. But And I also have to spend time with her because – during the week, working overnight, says you know, uh, you don't spend a lot of uh, time with your significant other, which is a good thing and a bad thing. Don't! So. Oh! Anyway, <laughs> depending on how you look at it, Pete from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, writes, and he says, what was your best present you ever received? What was your worst? Oh, we've gotten this before. Mm-hmm. Best present you ever gave, worst present, blah, blah, blah. He says, excluding sex toys and dolls. Because he's in Iowa, and Pete does not want us to talk about all the sex toys we purchased. But um and I don't I don't remember specific. I and mean, there's nothing at this point. I'm sure I've given some examples in the past, but off the top of my head right now, I kind of block everything out and move on. I think the greatest gift I've ever gotten recently as an adult is that ice machine that my uh, that was a hunting, honeymoon gift uh, my wife got for us and I love that thing. I use that thing all the time. That ice machine is is amazing. How boring is that? My my favorite gift in life is an ice machine. <laughs> my god do i suck uh what about you danny any answer to pete
4: uh well let's see was it two birthdays ago my tinderoni got me a nice ipad that i needed and then for valentine's day she got me the magnetic keyboard case that goes with it and that helps me out at work every day so that was a really nice gift and the last gift i gave a couple of months ago it was rich's birthday from Covino and Rich. And before the show, I found a card shop on my Waze app, went in there and got him a graded Jacob deGrom rookie card.
3: Oh, that's cool.
4: And and he loved it because obviously a huge Mets fan, but of course deGrom is a trader and not on the Mets anymore.
3: That's cool. You know, I did get, now that I'm thinking about it, I got, you brought, you sparked my mind here. A member of the Malam militia—I will not say who—a very prominent member of the Malam militia—blessed me with a Sandy Koufax autograph. Like uh, it was really cool. Like this, it was a couple of years ago, and that is a very valuable piece of sports memorabilia that uh, that I got. I, I'm very grateful yeah. for that. Uh, next up on the mailbag, Mike from Sacramento writes and says, "I called a couple of years back and shared my full name. Oh, I I remember this guy." I think you might have been on the show, Danny. This guy claimed his name was Michael Troy Emmett Smith. I remember this guy. How awesome is that? You know you were born in the 90s, and your parents were big cowboy fans, uh, he says. Anyway, Mike says, how did the hatred of Finley start? I need to know the origins of this gargantuan beef. So I don't know if I would classify it as hatred. It's more of a rivalry. And um, Brian started out. We got along really well when Brian started. At some point, Brian went rogue and tried to gain attention by pressing my buttons. And it worked. And uh, he did some things that uh, got under my skin. And I felt they were bad for the show. And so we started getting back and forth and all that. And that's kind of how that went down. And we've we've been at loggerheads uh, ever since. But you know, maybe we'll patch things up. You never know. Yo-Yo Ma Benny, the next email says, Since you're always making the baba ganoush, it's our friend from Nashville, by the way, uh, on the radio, have you ever made this dish in real life? Uh, the answer is no. Uh, can we get you to make this on your new griddle and post the results on Facebook? Mm-hmm. I don't think you can make baba ganoush on the griddle, can you? I don't think so.
4: Covino and Rich, a few days ago, I want to say it was Tuesday, when the show was ending, they were actually talking about you and baba ganoush. Oh, and really? they, they were asking if you could make some for the holidays and leave it in the blue kitchen.
3: Oh, well, if you want. I mean, yeah, I could I could get some eggplant and make some baba ganoush. Absolutely. Yeah, they want to taste it. Little taste. Oh, you know what I should do? How about this? I got to get somebody who's in the food distribution business. Benny's Baba Ganoush. Boom. Right? How great would that be? Oh, yeah. A little cartoon drawing of me and the Baba Ganoush. Be wonderful.
4: (laughs) And we already have all the drops for your commercial that would run on iHeart.
3: Well, the reason you cannot actually put Baba Ganoush on a griddle is because it's a sauce. It's like a dip. Oh, design. I didn't know, it's that. A, I didn't it's know a, that. It's a, a Middle Eastern origin. It, it, it's eggplant, garlic, lemon, you call me? <laughs> uh, lemon, uh, red pepper, and olive oil, and some other crap. So it's it's a dip. It's you dip chips or or bread. I think most people in uh, Middle Eastern uh, culture.
4: If you wonder what the hell we're talking about right now. There is a famous promo that runs on FSR, especially on the app. And it's Ben screaming about his baba
3: ghanoush. Make the baba ghanoush! Yeah, there you go. We'll make, <laughs> we'll make the baba ghanoush is what we're going to make. Calm down. Keep your pants on.
1: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China.
5: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Uh, What do we have here? Nick in Wisconsin says, Ben and Danny G, when I was 16, I was able to travel to Russia for two weeks. It was a blast. Sadly, can't ever see myself going back because of how fucked up the world is, Nick says. That being said, is there anywhere domestically or internationally that you don't think you'll ever be back to and or don't want to go to. Hmm. Yeah, so I haven't traveled internationally, Nick. I haven't, like you, I, I you've been places I've not. Uh, I've pretty much been around the United States. So anywhere I've been, I can go back to. There's nowhere I can't go that I've been to. I would like to to go out when I get a little older and make some real money. And become an adult and, and travel. I know my wife uh, wants to see the Northern Lights and go to uh, where her family's from and some of the Norwegian countries. And she's got family from Italy. And I'd love to see. Uh, I was a big fan of my late grandfather-in-law Luigi, so I'd like to see where he grew up and kind of you know, where he started his life and and we know the town and all that. And so so that kind of stuff would be cool. But no, but I know I'm not banned from going anywhere. Although I don't really have, you know, I actually have family. It's weird because I, I my family origins uh, got some Russian blood in me, but that became the Ukraine, which is now at war as Russia's trying to retake the land that they used to have, which is now known as the Ukraine. So, you know, I don't know. Uh, anything on your plate, Danny, as far as travel and where you could go, can't go, that kind of thing?
4: Not going to be uh, traveling anywhere very far in the next nine months, but. Uh... <laughs>
3: Well, the first couple months, you're probably fine. It's really the back the side of that that's the problem, Danny. By the there midway, you go. By it's like midway, a midway point. It becomes problematic.
4: You're right. It's like a very mini Carlos Correa contract, but in months, not years. And so the front side of the contract, we could still enjoy ourselves. The back end of it is going to be a shit show uh
3: (laughs) yeah that Korea country he'll be fine for four years the other nine years ah you know don't ask (laughs)
4: um yeah i mean if you've seen the show the white lotus on hbo and i highly recommend it uh you go back watch go back and watch season one but even better is season two which just concluded season two is in sicily and we're like man we got to go to that resort Because while we were in Wailea, we went to the Four Seasons, as you know. And that's where they filmed the first season. So we're like, ah, we went to where they shot the first season. Now we got to go to where they shot the second season. And I have family there in Sicily, which would be very cool. It'd be cool to visit them. And I guess the one place where I don't give a crap if I ever go back would be the Central Valley of California. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Central Valley. Uh, I go there to visit family, but it smells like cow shit, and the weather is horrible. And the whole time, I want to get in my car and drive to see the rest of my family in the Bay Area. Love the people there. Hate the actual geographical location.
3: Yeah, there's hardworking people there, but they do live in the armpit of California, unfortunately. For reals. It's uh, it's not, not good there. All right, next up, Mike from Fullerton writes, and he says, have either of you ever said something offensive or embarrassing not knowing there was a hot mic? Now, you might be thinking, Mike says, that this exact same question was asked last week. Because it was, he says. He says, I got Rex Hudler stories instead of an answer. If neither of you had a hot mic moment, feel free to tell another Rex Hudler story or tell me if you plan to watch more football or basketball (laughs) <laughs> on Christmas. Yeah. So, Mike, you're an a-hole for sending the same question again. No, I'll be watching the football on the Christmas. That's my thing. Although I will I will flip over to the NBA. Uh, that's the start of the NBA. Christmas days, opening day of the NBA. All these are practice games. And so the stars will be out on Christmas Day in the NBA. That'll be exciting. But I'll be watching more football. And you have any other Rex Hudler stories about the uh, sexy Rexy, the Baseball legend from back in the day.
4: No, I'll tell you a quick open mic story, though. We had it it involves Roberto. Uh Uh, Yeah, we had to cut a Clay Travis commercial. And so we go to commercial break and Clay says, all right, let me knock this spot out. Let me let me get this commercial done. So Roberto thinks that he puts him in audition, which is how we record off the air when we're actually on the air. Yeah. Roberto did not hit the button all the way for programming, though. Uh So Clay was still on the air. And Ben, it was so looking back now, it's hilarious. It wasn't to Clay at the time, but you could hear Clay ranting and raving about whoever wrote this. He didn't swear. Thank God he didn't cuss. But he was like, who the hell wrote this crap? This is the worst written I've ever read in my life. This sucks. This is garbage. Who wrote this? Yeah, He was going on and on about how horrible, how horribly written the commercial was. And di- didn't I already record something similar to this a week ago? <laughs> <laughs> we go funny. back, we go back to the live show and he starts getting tweets about how that stuff got on the
3: air. And wow. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh, that is, uh, we, what you just told, not on the air, but every single talk show host who's had to do, and I have recording sessions every couple of weeks where I have to do voiceovers for commercials, and they send whoever writes the copy. Now, they've occasionally they get it right, but usually it's about 90 seconds a copy for 60 seconds of time. Yes. And I like to let it breathe, Danny. My style, I like to let things breathe. I don't like to speed read. And, oh, it is such a debacle a boondoggle trying to knock those commercials out when they give you way too much copy and they say you got to read verbatim and i'm like well wait a minute you can't read verbatim
4: yeah. oh, thank god he didn't cuss and yeah, thank god he didn't say anything bad about the client like he didn't say anything bad specifically about the sponsor he was just mad at whoever wrote it
3: the funniest outtakes we ever got was Tony Bruno in the early days of Fox Sports Radio. And Tony would have to do a lot of commercials and he would do random things. I remember every year for Valentine's Day, there would be a flower commercial. You know, one of those, hey, use my name, get yeah. all flowers. And it was the worst copy in the world. And Tony would inevitably screw it up and then go on about a seven-minute rant with F this, F that, screw you. It was hilarious. It was the funniest thing. Funniest stuff I've ever heard. And it was all it was all off the air, but it was it was great. Just ripping the sponsor and flowers and this, that, and the other thing. It was great. Uh, next up on the mailbag, we'll do a few more. We're getting late here. We have Will in Kansas City. He says, been working at a jazz club for a few months. It's been pretty wild. Do you think they'll ever make booze that makes people smarter? Sincerely, <laughs> the very tired service industry. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Boy, that's got to be tough, man. People are barfing. People are a holes. You got the the angry yeah. drunks, yep. the people that, that that they drink. There's upheaval. There's a disruption to life.
4: Liquid it's- courage. Yeah. You got the the wimps who turn into bullies when they drink.
3: You got the people that are introverts that become extroverts and and want to you know they make out with everyone you know and that thing. They get all lovey dovey. It's uh, quite the group. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that, Will. Sorry, I have nothing I could do for you. Uh, Fred in Spring, Texas says, hey, guys, have either of you may, may, had a manicure or a pedicure? Did you think – what do you think of it? I had never done this, Fred, until I got with my wife, and she dragged me to the day spa. Which one's the feet? Is that the manicure? Is that the feet uh, No, pedicure. Oh, is your the food. pedicure. Okay, I, I always confuse it. So I've had the pedicure, and it's very awkward for me. I don't like people touching my feet. Yeah. <laughs> And it's I'm self-conscious. My feet are ugly. My toes are all messed up because I've i worn shoes that are too small. So my toes are – my toenails have fallen off a couple of them. Then they grow back all weird, and they, they're black and blue. It's disgusting. <laughs> so what about you, Danny? Any-
4: yeah, same thing. I had a former girlfriend drag me one time to get a pedicure, and I about – just from the reaction, the knee bone to the foot bone – to the toe bone, to the lady's face bone. I about kicked her in the face just out of reaction because my feet are sensitive. And like you, I am not comfortable with having a stranger touch my feet. And then she's poking around in there and I'm not having anybody touch my
3: nails at all. No. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough, man. My wife loves it. And I could get it. You know, they take good care of you, but, It's just, yeah, I'll go every once in a while because it's like a couples thing. You know, we don't do a lot of couples things, but it's like, well,
4: they upsell. My girl told me this is her theory on it. If you dare say no to one of their upsells, then they start jagging at you to make it hurt. They're like, oh, yeah, you don't want the hot rocks or the extra massage. Here you go. And then they jab it at you, the corner of your your toe.
3: Yeah, I think she's on to that too. I mean, these upsell—it's like you go to get your car serviced, and they're like, "Well, you know, you have this problem, but I I look—it looks like your brakes are a little thin, or your your tires. Maybe they always try to upsell you on something, spark plugs, whatever it might be." All right, last one, Dan. Here it is. Last one we have time for. Ozzy Waz from Western Australia, and Ozzy Waz and his lady friend, quite the couple. And Ozzy Waz writes in, says, how the bloody hell are you, Big Ben and Danny G ready? Don't know if this has been asked before, but here we go. What is the stadium or arena that you have watched sports from? Uh, I have been to several around Australia from Old uh, Trafford in England uh, where Manchester United plays, but own." stadium is right up there. They're uh, having watched rugby league and union as well as cricket and our version of football. And you can't see this Danny, but Ozzy was sent some photos here, which are pretty cool. So I've been lucky years ago. I had a gig with the Dodgers and I got to travel around the circuit in the national league in baseball. I saw most all of the stadiums then. And I've been able to hit many of the stadiums that I, in the American league over the years, Uh, From baseball. So the the coolest stadiums I've been to, well, the historic ones, Fenway Park, which is not designed for people my size, Wrigley Field, Chicago, amazing experience. Uh, I didn't see a game at Lambeau Field, but being in Green Bay and seeing this little, small Wisconsin town and this monstrosity of Lambeau Field was really cool. Visually, the coolest stadiums I've seen are in Pittsburgh, the Pirate Stadium. With the skyline, Danny, the bridges in the background and all that, um, that's that's awesome. And then I hate to say it, but in San Francisco, at whatever they're calling the Giants ballpark now, that, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful ballpark. And seattle, mm-hmm. Seattle's seattle got a nice stadium, but the, the two most visually stunning stadiums among newer stadiums in America, Ozzy Waz, are Pittsburgh and... San Francisco, I say that, and both those stadiums are probably twenty plus years old at this point, but
4: they're beautiful, amazing. You know, which Anybody? one I really love, Colorado.
3: Yeah, I've been. I I've Colorado's. The, well, you talk. Where did you sit when you were at the uh, at the Rockies game? Where were you?
4: I've in? been to their stadium a couple of times. One time, I sat up high, and there's a beautiful view of the Rocky Mountains past the outfield. Yeah, and then I've also sat down low. But really, great view from anywhere you're at in there, and the food bin is delicious. Eight dollar beef nachos, and I mean fully loaded sour cream, guacamole.
1: You like avocados?
4: Two kinds of melted cheese on there. I mean, I I'm still blown away by it. It's
3: still eight dollars. It might be more now.
4: Well, this was last season. Okay. I guess because of inflation, the last year it could have gone up. I guess. Yeah.
3: All right, we'll get out on that. So thank you, Ozzy Waz, as always, for your loyalty. God bless you. Thank you to Christy in Salt Lake. We did not have time, unfortunately, Christy, for your question. And also uh, Matt, Mike, uh, and I think I see a message here from Steve. So thank you, guys. Uh, try again next week, and we will have a show. I know it's the big uh, the big Christmas weekend and all that, right, Danny? Is that next and Am I correct in that? I think that's right ahead, I
4: believe. You're right. The 24th is next Saturday.
3: Yeah, So we will have podcasts, and that's the ultimate test, Danny, if we can get people to listen on Christmas weekend and Hanukkah and all that going on. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Anything to promote here? Day off today, Danny? Anything else?
4: Day off today, but uh, tomorrow I will be in for Covino and Rich in the afternoon. That should be a lot of fun, starting at 2 p.m. on the West Coast.
3: Outstanding. I'll be back. I will be back tonight, live radio show. As we continue on here, breaking down all the NFL storylines of the weekend. Have a great day today. Thank you for supporting this podcast, and we will catch you next time.
4: Later, Skater. Got a
3: murder, gotta go.
5: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for
3: the ones who get it done. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We're the creators of
2: Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novela, which is a fancy way of saying a podcast. podcast.
0: Welcome to Locatora Radio, season nine. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen.